Testing one, two. Well, praise the Lord, and good day to you. Welcome to the broadcast here in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, on this beautiful 38-degree day. Sunny, pretty, but looks can be deceiving here in Northeast Texas, and you go outside and you will get cold today, praise God. Uh, just a note before we dig into the Word today, going to need your help with something, going to need you to <clears throat> help us to uh, share the broadcast on social media, Facebook, whatever avenue that you have, uh, because right now, beginning tomorrow, if you don't have 1,000 subscribers to your YouTube channel, you cannot stream live to YouTube any longer. <clears throat> so there will be no more live stream coming from this ministry to YouTube unless we get 234 more subscribers. So whatever you can do, please do that. If you've not subscribed, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's Curtis Hutchinson 316. Help us do that. And uh, we need your help. Uh, you won't be able, again, you won't be able to live stream to YouTube without 1,000 subscribers beginning tomorrow if tomorrow is December the 1st, and I believe it is. So praise the Lord for the opportunity. And again, if you've not subscribed, go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. That's just nothing more than you following, and you'll be alerted when we go live. And uh, so praise God for that. I believe we'll reach that real rapidly so that we will be able to, after today, continue to stream live to YouTube. Won't have to upload it later manually. Praise God. So here we are today in Romans chapter 16. Uh, this is the last book of Romans. And it's been a wonderful teaching that we began in March 2018, one verse at a time, two days a week. And, uh, and we've just been, I have learned so much. I have seen so many things I've never seen before, understood so many things that I've never understood before, and even some things that I understood, but I, under, I now understand better. And that's the way it really should be when you become a student of God's Word. And uh, so this is going to be Romans chapter 16, part 5, on this last day, the 30th day of November in 2020. And uh, praise God. And I just know the Lord's going to put on the table today something that we need. He's faithful to do that. He gives us what we need. If we see the need and, we, and we're obedient to study God's Word, He's going to uh, reveal Himself. He's going to reveal His direction. He's going to reveal His attributes to us, His, his uh, correcting presence in our lives. And we're going to see some great things. So I won't back up too far, but I do want to back up to verse 17 because we have to start there to lead into where we're going today where the apostle wrote uh, uh, in verse 18 what he wrote about there. So let's start in verse 17. Now I beseech you brethren mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned 
and avoid them. Now I know there are people that just cause divisions and everything. Wherever they are, they're causing divisions. Wherever they are, they're, they're causing offenses to take place because they're just that type of person. They're, they're, they're divisive in their hearts. They're offensive in their own hearts toward their own selves. And, and, but here the Apostle Paul focuses in on those that are causing divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you've learned. And he's talking about the doctrine, that form of doctrine that saved you, that form of doctrine, Romans chapter 6, that he just wrote them about in this same letter that allowed them to be freed from sin and become servants of righteousness. And he says here to avoid them. Now I know, and, and I've heard recently, I saw a preacher write, I agree pretty much with it, that he is just f fully persuaded that we're living in a, in a post-Christian uh, era. Not, not that there's not Christians, not that there's not people being saved, but that the church is so far backslidden. The church is so far backslidden. Think about this as an example. How many Christians today have their faith in all sorts of things, not the cross of Christ? And that they don't sit under preachers preaching the cross of Christ. They have a mentality that says, well, we don't need that. We're past that. And so now with these new books that come into the church, we read them, we highlight them, and we do what's written in them. That means our faith is in them. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree. It's reality. Uh, it's because your faith can't be in the cross and something else at the same time. God doesn't allow it. That's a mixture, and he says you can't expect to receive anything from him being double-minded. But just imagine uh, when we trust in other things, such as the purpose-driven, the words we speak, the, the good that we do, the money we give, the anything, even our prayers, when our faith is in anything other than the work of Christ at Calvary, we're actually, according to Romans chapter 7, committing spiritual adultery. But yet we think we're intimate with the Lord. You cannot be in adultery and intimate at the same time. And I'm speaking about the majority of the church today. I mean, who, who wants to hear the Word of God taught anymore in the context of the blood? The first thought that arises, I already know all that. I want to go into the deeper things. My friend, you can't get any deeper than what God did in His Son, Jesus Christ, to manifest the love of God. The love of God is deep as it gets. And you can't even, you can't reach the, the fullness of that on this side of glory, if ever. So I want you to think about this. You can't be intimate with the Lord while you're committing spiritual adultery against the Lord that you're married to, if you're a Christian, you're married to Jesus, Romans chapter 7. You're married to Jesus. You're, you're dead to the law so that you could be married to the one who was raised from the dead to bear forth his fruit. Think about that. And to have faith in any other thing than that which made you his bride is to commit spiritual adultery, to go back and dabble as though you're back under law. That's committing spiritual adultery. And you're not being intimate with the Lord. You're being led by your feelings and emotions and your tears and all these feelings and all these things. 
but there can be no spiritual adultery and intimacy at the same time, and we need to wake up to that. The church is asleep. The church is backslidden. The church doesn't want to be corrected. The church, the, the, the church thinks they have need of nothing. Read the book of Revelation concerning the churches. The, thir- the church thinks they have, we have a name that's alive and worth the drive, but we're dead. We're dead. Jesus said that to the church. They weren't, it wasn't a church of people that thought they were saved but never were saved. It was the saved, spirit-filled, blood-bought church. He said, you, you have a name that you're alive, but you're dead. Think about this now. Think about these things. You have to think of if you If you hear these things and you just say, well, that's everybody else, my friend, more than likely, it's you. It very well could be you. If you've not reached that place of desperation and seen the Lord offering you, even as a child of God for many years, that one way out of your oppression, depression, that one way out of your, that one way out of where things just don't work, back to the cross. Offering you that one way. You keep hearing these preachers talk about the cross, but you keep saying, no, I'm good with this. I don't need, I'm good with it. No, you're not good with whatever that is that's not focused on Calvary. You're not good. You're not good with that. You think you're good with that because whatever you're sitting under, if it's not a focus of God's word in the context of the cross of Christ, you're not good. You're, you're sitting under something that whatever's being put on the table is, is contrary to the doctrine that Paul gave the church by the unction of the Holy Spirit. When I say Paul, I don't mean just Paul. I mean the Holy Spirit who is God gave Paul what we need. We need to understand that. So he says again here, mark them. Don't ignore them. Don't, don't, don't just put them off and don't, don't run. I mean, mark them and avoid them. That cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. And he's talking about learned of him. <coughs> avoid them. Mark them and avoid them. And when I say the church is living in some post-Christian era, Again, I don't mean people are not saved. People are not being saved. I mean, for the most part, the church is not concerned with the issue of sin any longer. We're trying to justify everything that's a sin in our lives. Why we don't have to go to church. Why we don't have to be students of the Word. We've taken the cloak of liberty we've been given and we have (coughs) used it For licentiousness, license, excuses why we don't have to be faithful in the house of God. We don't have to be faithful to be students of the word. Uh, that, might be, uh, that might be law if I think I have to go to church. Listen, you don't have to do anything. But as a child of God, let me straighten you out real quick. The Lord's looking to save the lost and for the saved to live like they're saved. And when they're not, there's going to be great recompense for not using what you've been given and you may even lose it before it's over. Read the Bible. You'll see it's there in black and white. He says in verse 18, for they that are such, these who are causing divisions divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine. That means that focus of Calvary. They that are such 
serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, their feelings, emotions, their desires. And by good words, hear me now, by, are you being deceived by good words and fair speeches? Men and women who can quote the scripture a hundred miles an hour, but in the wrong context, not pointing to the right object of faith, being the cross of Christ. Are you, I was for years, 90% or more of the church today is right now. A church not too far from here where we live some years ago, about eight, eight or so years ago, on their website, they had come to our church. We'll try to make you as comfortable as possible. You may even hear, this is what it said on the website, you may even hear a Bon Jovi song. That's what it said on the website. Well, I took a snapshot of it and put it on social media. It's their website. And I just said, this can't be right. Or so I don't remember what I said, but I, I, I gave a, a mild rebuke that, this is not what God's doing. He's not using worldly things. Not even to attract, my friend. See, this is where the church is. Let's use worldly things to attract them. Then they say we can get them saved once they, we get them in. Well, if it's not the message of the blood that's drawing them, it's only us that are drawing them. Ephesians 2.13 says it's the blood that's brought us near. It's the blood that's brought us near. Not, you know, using worldly music to draw them is not God. God's not in that. God's not in that whatsoever. God uses the gospel, the, the foolishness of preaching. See, we, 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 we call, even in the church, under a great fog of deception, we call preaching foolishness. While we perish, for the preaching of the cross is to them that are perishing foolishness. So we'll just use the music of the world to draw them in, and then we'll let God save them when we, when we get them in. No, that's, that's not how this works. And somebody, a bunch of somebody, sent me personal messages that weren't so encouraging and one of them even told me, if you ever visit our church, you'll know, never go back to your church. And what they meant was, if I visit their church, I will feel something that will hold me forever in that place. Well, it wasn't long after that. A couple of years, maybe, that preacher did the unthinkable with the secretary. The youth pastor went to jail. These things happen. Because we don't know the power of the cross. We don't know that God has provided that which. The only thing we need is the gospel. It saves the lost. It keeps the saved saved and gives the saved power through this life. Hallelujah. And they, and it's not necessarily talking about lost people here. They that serve not our Lord Jesus Christ are these people causing divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine? They're teaching some doctrine. They're using God's Word to teach some doctrine. But they're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back about two chapters in Romans 14 and scroll down to about verse 17. The, the, 
Paul says here in chapter 14 of Romans, verse 17, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is not meat, not what you eat, not what you drink, not what you wear, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Watch this. For he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. So what do we need to be learning about? Because in these things, serving Christ is acceptable to God. In these things, we serve Christ and are acceptable to God. We've already as Christians been accepted by God through faith in the blood of Jesus for the redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. But God is looking for us to serve Christ now to be found in our goings and our doings and our lives, our walk acceptable to God and approved of men. Now watch this. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but the kingdom of God is righteousness. Jesus did that work of righteousness at Calvary, Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness is peace. Write it down, take a note, it's wonderful. The work of righteousness is peace. The effect, its effect is stillness and assurance, quietness of soul and assurance. Now, Colossians 1 and 20 says Jesus made our peace by the blood of his cross. So the work of righteousness is what Jesus did at Calvary. Get that. So the focus has to be Calvary if the focus is going to be the avenue, not just through which we became righteous to God in Christ Jesus, but through which our faith works today. Outside this avenue, faith doesn't work, won't be honored. It's called illegitimate by God. Because the very measure of faith we've received, write these things down, Romans 12, 3, came through the righteousness of God, 2 Peter 1 and 1. Get that. So, We've been declared righteous so we can serve Christ, but it's also the kingdom of God is about peace. And he made our peace, as we quoted, Colossians 1.20, by the blood of his cross. And joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy. Think about this. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The cross without a focus on Faith in the very sacrifice of Christ. See, it's not just what got us in. It's the only thing that allows us to stay in, that allows us to serve God. We, if we're not serving righteousness, my friends, you need to read Romans chapter 6. You might need to go back and follow every one of these uh, teachings. If we don't know what it means to serve righteousness... We don't know what it means to serve God. God can't be served as far as bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of righteousness outside of faith in the cross. It can't happen. It's all make-believe. It's all feelings and emotions. It, it's not God. God made you righteous and made you at the very same time. Romans 6 teaches this. He made you righteous through your believing with the heart unto righteousness, which was what Christ did at Calvary. And then at the same time, he made you a servant of righteousness so that you could <coughs> be delivered from serving sin, the sin nature unto death, and now serve obedience unto righteousness. His obedience at Calvary unto death 
that brought about your righteousness and the opportunity for you to serve righteousness. Amen. That's good stuff. That is fabulous stuff. So he that in these things serve Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Think about that. Think about that. It's good stuff. He says, For they, these that are teaching contrary doctrine, contrary doctrines other than faith in the <coughs> cross of Christ that saves anyone initially, not faith in Christ and something you have to do, your doing eliminates grace. Because if, if it's works, the Bible says it's not grace. Jesus tasted death by the grace of God so that our faith in Him, He could work in us and through us. We are His workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. Never forget that. So those that are teaching any contrary doctrine to what Paul taught concerning initial salvation are daily objects of faith, being anything other than the cross, the work, the sacrificial atonement of Jesus Christ every day in our lives. It's contrary, and we are to avoid them. Mark them and avoid them. Don't be ugly to them, but mark them and avoid them. That means you're going to have to get up out of that church that grandma was in all your life, your mama was in, your mama took you to. Now you're beginning to see they're teaching things that are contrary to what Paul taught. They're not teaching me to keep my faith in the cross. They're teaching me to try harder. They're teaching me that if I'm not uh, 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 water baptized, I'm really not saved. If I, if I don't speak in tongues, I'm really not saved. They're teaching these things that are contrary to what Paul taught. And the Bible says avoid them. Mark them and avoid them. He says that they do this by good words and fair speeches. How many preachers get up every Sunday and, and, and the new age preacher who just wears tennis shoes and blue jeans with holes in them and he just walks around and he just speaks good words and fair speeches. They're just pleasant to the soul. They, they just smile and blink and they're just so happy and, they, and, and, and they, their words are just, what, are the, what Paul said, they're good words. Let's see what that means. They're smooth words. They're, they're fair speeches. They're, they're flattering words. And really, it says here that they deceive the hearts of the simple. And that word, that word simple just means innocent and unsuspecting. Innocent and unsuspecting because they have an appearance of godliness, a form of godliness, an appearance that they love me, an appearance that they would share with me the wonderful words that they're sharing with me, but are they preaching that which Paul preached? See, it has to come down to that. Are they preaching that? And not just Paul's missionary routes where he went. Are they preaching the doctrine, that form of doctrine that freed you and keeps you free from the sin nature? keeps you separated from the sin nature and allows you to serve, be found serving righteousness through your simple faith in what made you righteous to begin with and allowed you to become a servant of righteousness to begin with. It's so powerful. It's so wonderful. 
But they do this through good words and fair speeches, deceiving the hearts of the simple, the innocent. The innocent, they just don't know. You know, there's very few people in the church, I'm talking about true Christians, true people who've been born again. In that number, I feel there's a lot. But within that number, the amount of people who have accepted Christ, who've literally taken up a Bible and begin to study it and sought the truth of God's Word, accepting the truth that it is the lamp to their feet and the light to their path. It's not just in them quoting that, but it has become that. You know, Jesus said you can't be His disciple unless you continue in His Word. If you continue in His Word, then you'll become His disciple. Then you'll know the truth, and then the truth will make you free. He taught that in John 8, 31 and 32. So there's a couple of requirements of being a disciple of Christ. One is that you continue in His Word. It didn't say continue going to church meetings. Lord knows we need to be in church meetings but are we sitting under those that just have good words and fair speeches or are we sitting under those who are sharing what the Lord gave the Apostle Paul, the very doctrine, the form of doctrine that conforms us into the image of Christ when we believe it, hang on to it, cling to it, and walk with our faith in it. Think about these things. You're living in a, a most deceptive time. When, when, when preach, most preachers can't be corrected and, and the larger the church is, they can't, they can't be corrected by anybody with a fewer people than they have, a smaller platform than they have. They can't be corrected by them. They, they refuse to even learn anything from them, to repeat anything they say. <coughs> they want their own slogans. They want their, to be known for their own phrases. It's not humility, my friends. That's pride. That's pride. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches, they're deceiving the hearts of the simple. If that was going on then, oh my goodness. It's at a, it's, it, it, it is at a level today that it would just break your heart if God showed you the fullness of that picture. When I say 99.9% .9 of the church doesn't know how, to live for God, you can find that to be true if you'll just start your own personal survey. Ask those, not those who are living, ask those who are attempting to live for God, who are in church everywhere. Ask, this, ask them, those you work with. Go up to them and ask them, how do you live for God? And they'll begin to tell you all the things you do. Well, you go to church, you read your Bible, and if you say to them, no, not what do you do, to live for God. How do you live for God? Most of them will not even know what you're talking about because how to live for God in our mindset is just by doing, 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 doing. And we should pray, go to church, give, fast, pray, give tithes. All, there's a whole list of things, but not to draw near but because we are near. Not to be saved, but because we are saved. But you'd be amazed at the preachers who have no clue of the right answer to that question. Just simply keep trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary. It will amaze you.
it will amaze you. And I'm not saying these things to be ugly. And people, people do accuse us of that, but th- th- they did the same thing to Paul. You imagine when this letter was read to the church in Rome, how many people got up and left? We don't have to listen to that. Paul's nowhere to be found. I don't see Paul. That's just a letter. You know, we don't, we don't need that. I, you know, there's always going to be those, and they're always going to be the majority. The question is for you today, my friend, are you going to begin to mark those that are teaching and preaching things contrary to what the Lord gave the Apostle Paul to give you? Remember, he was called unto us Gentiles to give us what he's given us. The Lord Jesus Christ called Paul to give us what we need. And if we value these sentimental properties and buildings that Grandma and Mama have This is my family, church. Jesus said, my family, my family, Jesus said, are those who do the will of the Father. The will of the Father is for us to serve Christ in righteousness, peace, and joy. Cannot be done outside of faith exclusively in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's the will of the of the Father. He's dealing with your hearts. He's stirring your hearts today. Many of you watch this. I know. I understand. That's okay that you watch and listen in the background. That's okay. God's stirring your heart. He's he's dealing with you. And that's good. That's good. He has to stir our hearts. He has to deal with us. The church today needs much, much correction. I'm not talking about everybody but me. I'm talking about all of us need much correction, correction about our attitudes, correction about what we're believing. And remember this, God's presence in your life is not His approval on what you're doing or what you're believing. You have His approval because you've been justified by the blood. The question is, is He approving what you're believing and what you're doing now? If it's not according to Paul's doctrine of salvation and sanctification, he's not. So we need to study the Word, move away from feelings and emotions. They're good, but the Holy Spirit will never lead us according to them. Never, not once. The Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit and guides us into all truth, and that's what we need to be learning. Hallelujah. What a good broadcast it's been on this beautiful Sunday, uh, uh, sunny Monday morning here in Queen City. I'm glad you've tuned in whenever it is that you've tuned in. I hope that you'd pray for us. I hope that you would ask the Lord what He would have you do concerning helping us here in Queen City, Texas. Get seven expositor study Bibles every week into the hands of inmates in the prison system. We have letters that pile up. This is is them now. Letters that come from them personally. And it takes $1,000 every five weeks. And we're thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that. And we just ask for your help. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can type the word GIVE on your smartphone as you text that word GIVE to the number 903. 231-5950. And again, don't forget to go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and subscribe so that we can continue 
broadcasting live on YouTube. We need to be able to do that. Many people are watching through the YouTube avenue. Until we reach a thousand subscribers, they're not going to allow us to do anyone to do that anymore. You have to have a thousand subscribers. So help us in that. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.